This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to authors, sorry, that's the same thing, from writers to artists and everyone in between. Uh, I'm here to essentially be the nosy best friend, get all the details on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. Uh, with that being said, please check the show notes for content warnings and trigger warnings. Um, as this is an 18 plus podcast, we kind of dive into all topics uh when it comes to fan fiction so i just want to make sure that you guys are protected so if we miss anything noted uh please reach out and we'll get that added so that we can make sure this is a safe space for everybody uh my name is ren welcome back if you are a returning listener and welcome if you're new um yeah i'm really stoked today because um we're talking to someone who's I, I've read two two fics by this person for sure that I can think of off the top of my head and both were vastly different and I'm really excited to sort of dive into that um but yeah I, I'm here with V uh she goes by V underscore four underscore Verona on AO3 um anyway yeah let's I just want, I kind of want to get into it so how, how, how are you thanks for uh coming on <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm I'm great. I'm incredibly nervous, which I'm sure will pass in about five minutes. But um, <laughs> be be prepared for stuttering in the next um, um, short period of time. Uh, I'm I'm really happy. I'm also stoked to be here. Does the nervousness and yeah. Um, well, I, I always tell people like, I mean, I try to tell people not to be nervous, but I know that's like asking a lot of some, some people sometimes, but, uh, it's a, it's such an easy, easy podcast and, and conversation to have that I'm really happy that people sort of warm up at some point, but there's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I think partially it's the English as a second language thing. So, um, that's <laughs> easier, but, uh, I, I, I actually, I, I'm I'm a real attention whore, so I, I like. I love that. Speaking. I like speaking. I've done it in the past, but um, God, my knees are shaking every single time. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's sort of dive into my favorite question. Usually, of the mm -hmm. podcast is um, how you got started with fan fiction, both uh, reading and writing, and what was your journey? Okay, um, let me think. So I'm older, uh, not not ancient, I'm in my 40s. Um, so uh, when I started, uh, you know, shipping things, uh, I think a lot of, I, I don't think even fanfiction.net was uh, around. I don't know, so there wasn't really a, a space to, to read fanfiction, but I, I was still um, shipping things. I had a, a big thing for Buffy, um, mm -hmm. obviously. I think everybody from my generation um, that there's a law or something that you that you have to have a Buffy ship, and um, <laughs> uh, there was this TV show called uh, Lakes, this Canadian trashy um, science fiction show, which had a a brooding, tall, dark-haired, um, undead protagonist and um, his bubbly uh, love interest, and uh, I shipped those two, Kai and Zeph very 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 much i think i wrote a couple of things which i obviously didn't publish because um there was well there was no space where i could have published it at least none that i was aware of because um I, 
Jesus, did we have a computer back then? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, see, this, this is how ancient I am. And um, and then uh, I think the first time I actually like dove into fan fiction was in 2005 when um, when new uh, new Who started. Uh, so I had uh, I, I was a Rose Ten shipper um, mm -hmm. very much. So I. I dove deeply and passionately into that, and uh, I read everything that was available under that tag, um, and, uh, and that was great. But kind of, I don't know, after half a year or so, it faded. And after that, um, what was the next one after that? That's uh, I had a brief infatuation with Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I stand by it. And um, then it was also, uh, come on, why can't I come up with that? Stargate Universe, um, which okay. is the, the lesser known Stargate show, but the best one in my personal opinion. And um, Dr. Nicholas Rush, played by, uh, come on, what's his name? Robert Carlyle. Um, and uh, he has this incredibly sweet love story with, uh, with a disabled woman. And um, I was so into that ship, unlike apparently every single other person on this planet, because they all shipped in with something, somebody else. And, you know, they can do what they want. And never mind. But anyway, I read uh, also every single um, story under that tag. And um, that stopped after half a year. So when I then fell into railway, I was like, oh, I'm sure this is going to pass. But um, well, now three years have passed, and I'm still here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, I wasn't, I watched The Force Awakens, mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is Star Wars, I like Star Wars, that is cool. Um, and then I watched The Last Jedi, and um, back then, I I kind of was still stuck on the mindset of their cousins. I know, I know. Anyway, so that didn't really, when I watched The Last Jedi back then, originally in, in 2017, I did not ship Raylo. I was, this is a great movie. It's wonderfully made. It's beautiful. I adore it. I don't feel the central relationship at all. Although I remember that I had a really, really big thing for Adam Driver's legs and those tight leather pants. <laughs> um, can't help it. Anyway, um, and then uh, The Rise of Skywalker came along, and I just... I was gone, like I was sobbing through the last 30 minutes of the movie, just uncontrollably sobbing. And my husband, who doesn't like the new Star Wars movies, was kind of just looking at me like, all right, so she has lost her mind. <laughs> and um, and I, I was sobbing on the way home. I just, I was like completely done for for the next 24 hours and then I kind of just crawled on AO3 no wait I didn't I crawled on fanfiction.net back then because again very internet innocent person I didn't realize that AO3 existed um on that day uh and so I read lots of fanfiction.net uh, things and sadly I was reading faster than people could produce it so I mm. um, I started looking for other sources, and that's how I stumbled upon AO3, and then I stumbled upon fan, fandom Twitter, and well, here we are now. And um, what made you, what was the catalyst for you to start writing? Was it um, was it because of The Rise of Skywalker? I know that that was a yeah. lot of people's like jump off point, or like fix it fix, essentially. Yes, yes. Um, so I think if you look at my um, 
at the, at the things that I've shipped in, in the past, I have this thing where, um, so that's 10 rows, that's, you know, the Mariner from Waterworld, that's um, uh, legs, uh, but it's the unhappy ending. If the writers of the show or the movie don't fix it for me, if they're, the protagonists are left in this unhappy place at the end. There's something that my mind kind of gets snagged at, and I it's just I keep turning it, turning it in my head over and over and over again. And I think like if I were in charge of this, how would I fix it? If I had to make it different, if I had to make the tenth movie, the tenth Star Wars movie, how would I fix it? How would I do it? And then um, I I just write it like I I couldn't let it go mm. at all. But to the point where I was, I don't know, I know how this sounds, but for the first two or three months after December 2019, I don't think I could function like a normal human being. Uh, it was it was really bad. I also, I don't have any filter whatsoever. So I kept telling everybody, like random people in work meetings, hey, have you seen The Rise of Skywalker? While I was internally screaming, like, stop talking, please, stop talking. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was it was a bad time for me. I mean, not I wasn't I was just very distracted by it. So I, I had to start writing to to kind of um exercise my demons, I think. Okay. Still haven't done it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um and so uh, I to sort of backtrack a little bit, you yeah, sorry, were talking about fast, you know. Uh no, you're fine. I just wanted to ask about your husband you yes. said that he was with you when you watched <laughs> the rise of skywalker um is does he know that you write fan fiction and then if so like how how um much of that does he like how much of that does he know i guess <laughs> oh god um so that's a funny story actually uh, first of all he, he does know um okay. to a certain degree so uh, for about a year um Oh, was it half for a while anyway? I, I kept it secret, or at least I thought I was keeping it secret, which was very difficult because we have a we're very close, so it's it's no biggie for him to like take my phone and unlock it and Google something or you know it's just it happens. So suddenly I was becoming very protective of my phone because I knew that there were AO3 notification emails on there, <laughs> and um, and he was like, oh, why is she so twitchy? This wasn't a problem the last 10 years. Um, anyway, so, but I thought I was keeping it secret. So we were driving um, uh, a longer stretch of motorway, uh, going at a reasonable speed, like you would do on the motorway, uh, 120 kilometers an hour. It's like 80, 80, 90 miles, I think. I don't know. I'm not good with miles. Anyway, so um, he's talking to me and he said, you, you haven't really read a book in a long time. And... I, I go like, yeah, that's because I'm reading like millions upon millions of words of fan fiction. <laughs> so like very, uh, very neutrally tried to say, yeah, yeah, that's that's sure. I've not been in a reading mood lately. And he's like, you really should read books. And he's like, and I'm, yeah, I guess. And um, but of course he says, but of course books don't have Kylo Ren fucking Ray in them. And at this point, I swear to God, we were like a millimeter away from just veering off the road and crashing into a tree because I had a legitimate heart attack. 
I said, oh my God, he knows. And um, so we were very close to dying in that moment. I should have probably at the beginning of the story mentioned that I was driving and he wasn't driving. He doesn't have a driver's license. Anyway, um, so yeah, he, he knew all this time and um, he never said anything up until like a year later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, I know. I, um, I'm very proud of his self-restraint. He does know, he theoretically knows my AO3 handle. Um, I trust him not to look. I don't think he wants to look. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's a little bit awkward, but it's, he, he tolerates it. That's great. <laughs> I love um, getting to hear about like spouses that are involved in some way, because um, it's, it's always funny and also just like very cute to hear when they're like, um sometimes people are like yeah i have my husband's very supportive and he reads and he he like sort of beta tests like my fix and i'm like that's so neat <laughs> i i think we we want to we want to start this exchange because he's still two years later at trying to get me back into reading traditional things mm -hmm. and um I want him to kind of, you know, enter the, the big, wonderful, beautiful world of fan fiction. So we want to start an exchange where um, I give him uh, shorter um, fakes and he gives me short stories to read um, to kind of, you know, ease into each other's world. I will never give him anything that I've written. Right. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, he's, he's reasonably supportive. I mean, just show him like all of the published Raylo books and just say here you go these are all <laughs> like traditionally published books they also just so happen to be star wars fan fiction That's I, I, well, he's he is a lovely person but he's one of the most snobbish readers that uh. you ever find like <laughs> it's very difficult with him oh okay well i mean at least he knows you know uh, that he's supportive, I suppose, is where I was trying to go with that because um, it would no, suck if like your partner kind of wasn't. Given that it's a a hobby, <laughs> absolutely. I, I um I write other things that aren't fan fiction, and he uh, he's always been incredibly supportive of that. And I think um it, it sounds like it's a little bit dismissive, but I actually value it greatly that he says that it's um at least it's helping me practice. So. Uh, mm. trust, trust me, coming from him, that is a really big compliment. Um, he's the kind of <laughs> grouchy, doesn't say much type. That's that's funny. Um, so, what um, when you were writing your your first couple of fix post the rise mm -hmm. of Skywalker, were they all in that realm of uh, fix it fix? And then if if so, when did you ultimately decide to sort of navigate into, I guess, modern a modern AUs or or crack fix? Because I I know that you also write crack fix as well. Okay, so uh, I, in the beginning, I was um, as snobbish as my husband is, and I was like, I'm here for the Star Wars. I'm only going to read canon verse, and I'm only going to write canon verse. And mm. I, I say this with. I'm smiling indulgently at that past version of me because that's obviously no longer me. But then, like for the most of 2020, I was like, modern AUs, why are we even writing these? I mean, those people aren't Ben and Ray. Um, again, that's no longer my opinion, but that was me back then. And uh, so um, that's what I did. And uh, but 
after a while, there's only so many uh, ways that you can write. Uh, and then she brought him back to life and a kiss. So uh, I, that having been said, I also still plan to write lots and lots of versions of that story. Mm -hmm. But um, So I kind of, what was my first modern you? I mean, the crack fix I started writing just because I felt, I started to feel like a one-trick pony. Mm. That I read these very slow, very angsty, very much, you know, in the point of view of one character, very, you know, in their mind space type of things. And so I just wanted to try something else, um, something that's a bit more fast paced and a bit, you know, more lighthearted. So that's why I started um, branching out into, into crack fix. And, um, and then the modern use, they were just, I don't know, I, I saw a prompt and I thought, man, I can do that. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. and then I, my, I always come at fix from, from a point of dialogue. So uh, I just start to, um, to imagine them talking about a scene. Uh, I start um, imagining a scene and then I start imagining a conversation that they would have. That's why a lot of my um, stories are very, very much focused on Ben and Ray, because basically what I'm doing all day long, whenever my mind is spinning, is just I imagine them talk about something. And then sometimes that kind of coalesces into a story. And uh, well, that's how uh, I think was my first one, the one about the, the Burberry centaur. I don't remember yes. Oh, okay. So that's one of the ones that I read from you. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it uh, Stargazers? Because uh -huh. I that's that's one that I want to talk about. But like, I was gonna wait. <laughs> but since we're here, yes. <laughs> um, that that fic that fic was one of the first ones that I read. That was the centaur verse. Uh, I guess is what you. I guess that's what you guys call it. Um. And I was incredibly, like, uh, not like, what's the word I'm thinking of? I, I, it made me, like, warm that, <laughs> that you made him, like, so soft. And I was like, oh, my God, he's just, like, the cutest little centaur boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess, like, you, we obviously know if you've read that one that it is... Um, definitely a monster fucker and it's definitely like uh centered around the centaur adam driver burberry ad um is that kind of seeing that ad is that how this story came about or were there other things into play that sort of came with this that came about to bring this plot specifically i suppose uh okay writing that story was um i really struggled with myself not to write it um okay, so what happened is this i, I read a lot of fan fiction. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. I think I read roughly 90% of all fics that have come out since the rise of Skywalker. I'm not joking. So, um, inevitably, at some point, I was like, oh, I've read everything that came out today. There's nothing left except this one with the horse. Mm -hmm. So, I go there. Yeah, I guess. Why not? Okay, so let's go there. And um, there's uh, there's several, there's not as many centaur fics as I thought there would be, but there's a couple that I really liked um, and that I remember, oh, God damn, I can't come up with the um, titles right now. There was one where Ray gets stranded on an island and um, 
I should have researched this beforehand. Anyway, there's one where she gets stranded on an island and, and Kylo is this, this wild uh, Sandor stallion and then they have a whole bunch of kids. And um, there's a... Anyway, my point is that I really loved the stories and I was um, also quite, you know, <clears throat> um, what's the pleasant word uh, to say, horny, <laughs> um, for them, but uh, they were all, they were very centered on the, on the kinkiness of it. And I don't have a problem with that at all. Like I read, when I say I read everything, I mean, I read literally almost everything and I enjoy almost everything with the exception of like three tags. Um, and I, I would never ever dream of judging anyone for writing something because I really enjoy it. But I was like, these are all, they're so intense. They're so, he's always this dark, brooding, angry figure. And I just was like, but I want to write him as being just nice. So um, Stargazer actually has a first, uh, the second part. Um, there's another um, fic before that that's called Closer Than the Moon, where they just talk. It's four chapters and they literally just walk down the street and they talk and um, and have fun and it's just banter and there's just there's this the most chaste of kisses at the end of it and that's it and um and that's what I really wanted to set out to do I wanted to write somebody believably falling in love with a mythical creature um and uh, then I had written that and sadly I was still horny so mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I wrote the second part but um, I just, I, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to write a counterpoint to all these other stories, which I repeat, I really enjoyed. But um, yeah, that was that. That's awesome. Because um, yeah, like, like, like I said, it, it, I don't think I've read the one where that you mentioned where they were just walking, but I can only imagine how wholesome that is because, like, given what I remember about stargazers the whole time I was like, Oh my God, like he's just, <laughs> he's like this big sort of clumsy giving off this like uncomfortable energy, but he's so soft. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really love that one. And that definitely um, gave me a slight, slight more permission to myself to dive more into the monster fucking genre because uh i i'm still not like an expert at it uh in terms of reading there's still a lot that i don't know about that side of, of uh, fan fiction but it definitely helped ease me in a little bit because of how you portrayed uh ben and and, and like like i agree like it's okay if things are just horny <laughs> Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, um, but I I think I also like the 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 softness and like the the conversation aspect of it because yeah like I don't know it's a human and a monster so like <laughs> um, or you know creature not a monster but yeah um, I, I I love that one quite a bit um, and um, and I guess <laughs> no go ahead sorry. Um, uh, so I'm really glad that you like it. I just remembered um, there was a story that I read around the time where Ben is a, um, a Naga snake mm. man person. Um, I, again, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm bad about titles. Um, but there he's also, he's just this, this scared person who was in, um, imprisoned by Snoke. And, uh, and Ray is, uh, actually works for some company that helps 
um, supernatural beings. So she's very chill about it. She's like, oh, great, you're a snake man. That's not a problem. And he's like, what? Am I not a monster? Am I not hideous to you? And she's like, no, you're fine. And, and then um, that's also very horny. But, uh, but there he's also, he's just like the sweetest, softest little boy. And, uh, that, that very much inspired me to write um, the second part, definitely. The horny I part. I love that. Um, and sorry, well, like, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was going to say, well, now as a reader, I definitely, um, like, now that I'm sort of diving into a little bit more, and I, I am reading, um, uh, I guess to name drop authors, there's one that I really love, Katie Robert, and she writes published um, romance erotica. So she, mm -hmm. she herself has a lot of monster fucking books that are uh published and i love them so i'm definitely sort of getting more into the genre now and uh i definitely appreciate it a lot more from both perspectives um as like a one that you can buy at like a birds and noble and then one that you can just completely read for free on ao3 mm -hmm. um i and halloween time as well brings out a lot more of that and so like this past halloween i loved all the fics that i was able to read that were more on the monster like sp spooky side of things yeah but, um well i guess while we're on the on the topic of other like fixed by you um the, mm -hmm. the the only other one that i can remember off the top of my head um that i read was homewrecker um uh, which i also loved <laughs> Um, so how did that one come about? Like, what was the inspiration behind that story? Um, so Homebreaker is based on a true story, which happened to me. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I, not, the second part of the fic is purely fictional. Um, but the first part actually happened. So I, um, I was living in this, um, neoclassical house in, in Germany, uh, you know, old house, very high ceilings, very beautiful, tiny, tiny flat, but, um, pretty house and there was a, an apartment above mine and um, a new tenant moved in and uh, for like a long time because I'm very shy in real life I'm very timid and shy and I don't I don't ever want to bother people so um, I didn't say anything uh, his uh, washing machine kept starting up at like midnight and then the spin circle was uh, kick in at like two o'clock um, in the morning. Oh and uh, and because maybe it was unbalanced, I, I don't know much about washing machines, but like literally my apartment would shake. Mm. Um, it was insane, like things would vibrate in the bookshelves. And, uh, but it was two in the morning. So I was like, it's not like I can, you know, march up, up there now and like bang on this door. It would be super rude. And then sometimes I tried to knock on his door during the day, but he wasn't home because, you know, people have lives. And um, and then after a while, um, his washing machine had a malfunction and uh, it soaked through the ceiling. There was water running from it and uh, this, uh, my ceiling started coming down. So oh I, thought, my gosh. I was like, oh, maybe I should say something. This is a good point to say something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so... Um, that, that's basically the end of the story. Like he was incredibly apologetic. He had no idea what was happening because the washing machine was actually quite quiet in his apartment because of you know the way buildings, old buildings like that move sound. And um, so for him, he was like, "No, this is fine. I can run this at two in the morning and 
to me it was and then uh, you know, his insurance paid for it it was everything was wonderful he was a very tall very pale man with dark hair <laughs> um, from france i think i don't remember it's been a long time ago it was an exchange student um I, I never saw him again after he moved out so as i said the second part of the story purely fictional yeah. um, but, uh, i still thought you know that the kind of had railway energy of ray after a while just completely losing her shit and going banging on his door and barging in and demanding of him that he stop being an asset and you know do something and uh so i wrote it uh yeah that's that's amazing (laughs) um i i love finding out like (laughs) fix that or things that are happening that have happened in real life um because like to me, I would say, yeah, like, of course, like, I live in an apartment complex. I'm on the second floor. So sometimes my washing machine does do that. And I and I know that I can't, I can't open it to fix it because it won't let me. So I always feel really bad. But um, so like, like, yeah, I know those things that happen in real life. But it's like, it doesn't sound like something that actually would. Like, I don't think I would ever go to my upstairs neighbor personally and be like, Hey, can you stop? <laughs> so like kudos to you for actually doing it eventually, but I guess it's cause you had water damage, but yeah. um, I would have been like too passive and just been like, that's fine. <laughs> I would, I would like try to put headphones on or something to try to block it out. Cause I, I don't think I'd have the, the courage to do that, but I mean, yeah. I guess it makes for a good story in the end. <laughs> it does. It does. I, I'm so I'm so bad about these things. There was, ironically, from the same flat, there was another water damage incident. In that case, it was a toilet and a different tenant. They did switch tenants in that place all the time. And um, with that one, I was so flustered. Like it was their fault, and they were nice about it. Okay, but. I, I like had this complete nervous breakdown. I was like, oh my God, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. And they just looked at me like I'd grown a second head because they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's my toilet that's ruining your apartment. So maybe I should pay for it. And I'm no, no, I'm insured. It's no problem. I can pay for it. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm really bad at confronting people, like epic levels of bad. But yeah, and the second time around, I was more prepared not to have a meltdown. <laughs> Um, so in going back to like, I guess, fiction as a a fanfic overall, um, what are some of your favorite stories to, to write Ben and Ray in, if you have any? Um, my favorite. So, um, uh, let's let's think for a second. Um, I love the, uh, the uncertainty of him. Uh, like to me, he's a, incredibly um, torn person and uh, a lot of that is depicted in this incredible uh, subtlety by Adam Driver uh, like this he's very um, uh, unsure about himself partially because it's been he's been he feels like he's been abandoned a lot because of the bullshit that Snoke fed, fed him and so I I really like this to write this journey of him finding himself again, like of gaining confidence in himself and um, allowing himself to believe that he can be loved, that he's lovable and worthy of it. So um, 
um, the story of mine that I, I think I cherish the most was uh, Soup for My Mouth, which mm -hmm. was my second fic. And that, that really, I poured all of this compassion that I have for Ben into that and like in how he needs to fix himself before he can allow himself to be with Ray. Um, so, and with that comes a, um, a component of devotion to her because he puts on a pedestal a little bit, like she's this mm. glowing figure of light. And I think she has plenty of flaws too, but to him, she is flawless. And the entire soulmate aspect of it just, just makes me turn into jelly. And <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm a very much a devoted kind of Ren, Ben Solo type of person. And um, I like that. Uh, most of all of Alberto. I love this, that. <laughs> this broken man who needs to fix himself. Yeah. Um, do you find that you like to um, write? Still, do you still like to write um, canon verse, or are you sort of in the realm of of modern um, AU slash slash crack fix now? No, I um I really like to write canon verse. Um, I'm still writing canon verse, uh, but um, I'm I've kind of run into a little bit of a wall if I'm one hundred percent um honest because I, I sometimes find myself reusing the same sentences and that's a bad thing to do as a writer. So uh, like with uh, modern issues, you just have so much more um, such a much bigger canvas to to use and to mm -hmm. uh, explore. So uh, while I still, I think my first love will always be Canonverse and I'll always continue to write Canonverse stories. It's kind of hard to find, it's get, not hard, but harder to find new angles to explore once you've mm -hmm. written all of them. I mean, for me. Do you find that like, um, do you uh, agree or have issues with the fact that Canonverse might be a little harder to write because of all the lore and history that Star Wars has created. Um, like that would require you to do a lot more research to to have these stories, or or do you solely just rely on the the three films essentially for your knowledge? I guess that's a multi part question. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, it's it's a bit mix and match. Uh, I really like reading um, Wikipedia um, and you know coming up with canon foodstuffs or places or or whatnot. I, I quite like that, but I'm not above saying you know what I need a planet with a uh, with a funky religion. Let, let's just make something up. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all, and I have done it quite a bit. Sometimes it's later bit me in the ass, but well um i think what was the original question uh yes so it's a, it's a bit of both um i i haven't watched many of the other shows because i'm i'm really uh incredibly focused on raylo uh mm. so I, um i've seen obi-wan um but i haven't seen andor and uh the mandalorian and all of that so i just quite happily ignore that. I sometimes when I read something in another fic, I'm like, um, oh look, here's an interesting thing that uh Rogu said. That's the name of the little green thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> see, that's that's how little I know about the rest of Star Wars. 
kicked out of his fandom. Um, anyway, so I saw this in another fake I'll, I'll read something where an author mentions, and this is a scene from The Mandalorian. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I could use that too. But um, I'm, I'm not that married to 100% uh, accuracy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've heard from various people that, um, you know, because Canonverse is so wide and vast, <laughs> they find it a little difficult to write the stories because they have to do a lot of research. But um, I guess if you're not super, um, I guess, stuck on the idea that everything has to be, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> say, um, I do my best within reason to be accurate. Okay. Uh, and like there's stories, for example, I currently am reading I Kill Giants by um, Disasterisms. Um, and uh, like she puts so much research into that. And uh, I can't tell sometimes if something is, if it's something that she's made up or if it's um, something that she's researched because she's also so good that I, I might just, you know, um, happily uh, read over something that's a made-up fact and it's just accepted as canon. But uh, I usually enjoy the long, long list of links that that um, fake always has at the bottom. And, and it's kind of a bit of a delight, like unwrapping a present when you didn't reach the end of the chapter. And it's like, and here are the Wikipedia links to mm. all the things. That and then you're like, oh, that was real. And that was real, too. Um, Oh my god, I'm so happy. So uh, I, I really enjoy reading well-researched facts, and I um, I ad admire authors who, who put in all that extra work. But I'm more of a uh, you know type a couple of search terms into Wikipedia, and if it, if something comes up, then I use it, and if not, then I just make it up. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well. With that, let's um, sort of dive into some of the Twitter questions. There was only um, two people, but they both asked um, uh, a couple of questions. So um, we will start there. So the first uh, two come from um, having a heavy on Twitter. Um, and the first one is, uh, what are your top three favorite tags as a reader and a writer and why? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so... Yes, this is tricky. Uh, I never give simple answers. Uh, <laughs> first of all, devoted Ben Solo, Kylo Ren is, I think, my number one tag, both as a reader and a writer. And um, I, as a writer, as a reader too, actually, I would never read something that doesn't have a happy ending or mm -hmm. at least an ambiguous open ending. But uh, I said earlier on that there's a couple of tags that I will not read. and. You know, one of them is, is unhappy ending. Like if an author immediately is, tells me from the start that it ends, that this is going to end in tears, I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I'm sure it's a beautiful story, but I can't because my heart mm -hmm. is already broken and torn to confetti by the Rise of Skywalker and I don't need to go there again. Um, anyway, so happy ending, devoted Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, but um, I think I really like it. I like chatty tags. So, um, I, I when I look at tags, I like it when they tell me it's a story when I can kind of already. Um, sometimes tags can work as a bit of a summary for for a fic. Uh, it's almost a bit like the the author is giving you their their notes, um, and maybe when they're a bit funny. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I often look at the tags. Uh, I never search for, very rarely search, sorry. I very rarely search for individual tags. I, I more look at the uh, the overall story that the, that the tags of a fic tell me and then I click on it. Um, so the more tags, the better, the more likely I am to read it. Mm -hmm. um, there's, I like funny tags, like uh, there's right now there's a story called Mouth, Stomach, Heart by um, Olga Theodora, I think her name is. Anyway, um, and which has a tag that's, I licked him, he's mine. It's, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, the other day I read a uh, fic called Ashes of the Empire um, that had a tag ruling the galaxy is hard. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I like it when tags make me laugh. Yeah, I'm, every so often I'll take a peek at tags and there are some funny ones in there and I do click them to see what other fix they lead to. But I'm mm -hmm. definitely a, like a, I just go in blind. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like to read the tags. So I don't want to be spoiled. Um, but I do. And because I don't have any like squeaks or triggers or anything mm -hmm. on my end, I kind of am lucky, I guess, in that way where I can just look at a synopsis and be like, okay, yeah. And then just go in. <laughs> But every so often I will take a look at tags and yeah, they, um, like Raylo specifically, uh, the tags that you guys use sometimes are freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love it. Um, but yeah, that, that's true. Um, since, I, since I read so many stories, I, I haven't really changed that habit in the last three years. I, I mostly just quickly skim read them to see if they tell me that this is going to end badly and then I just... Uh, okay. But, yeah, you know what? That's one of the ones too. Like I don't I don't uh I mean not that I gravitate towards them anyway. I feel like I've been really good about avoiding ones that I think are ones that are gonna end badly, <laughs> like in terms of them not being together. Like uh I can read a dark fic and as long as a dark fic ends with them still together, I'm like that's fine. But if it's like yeah. a fic where I know that they that I think that they won't end up together, I don't even think I even click them. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a subconscious thing. Like I just know, <laughs> but um, I I, re I do like to read across the board though ones where they're not they don't end up together because I think that that's also like true to real life. Sometimes you know things just don't work out, but um, I have to be in a in a headspace for that because <laughs> yeah. you know real life already is complicated and and reading about a couple that I like not ending up together will probably just break my heart. <laughs> I know I can think of a couple of stories like there were a couple of cancer fix a while ago that, that obviously don't end happily and they I Again, I can't come up with the titles. What is wrong with me? But I, I, I remember these. I, I cherish them deeply, and they have like the saddest ending in the world. Yeah, I sob for half a um, day. But if I'm in the mood for that, then I, I also yeah. enjoy that. I think it's important that they. I mean, for me personally, uh, this doesn't need to be a universal experience. But I think for me, it's important that they kind of still love each other at the end, even if right. you know, um, circumstances uh, force them apart. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand and I and I agree on that front too. Um <clears throat> it, it's just uh I like I said, I have to be in a headspace for those because mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I, most of the time I'm not prepared to be sad. However, going in blind uh with fix, sometimes it gets sprung on me and I do end up crying anyway. So uh -huh. <laughs> um 
so the other question that they had was mm -hmm. um, crackfic recommendations, which you can either answer now or if you want to think about it and save it towards the end when we do the kudos, because that's usually where I have you guys. If you have any um, shout outs you want to do, you can do it there. Uh, this is the one question that I saw on Twitter and that I actually researched in great detail. So Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> go if you want me to. Yeah, um, go for it. Okay, so my number one favorite track pick of all time is uh, is a quite popular one. So um, the questioner has probably heard of it, but uh, it's uh, the Supreme Leader's Guide to the Galaxy: How to Build an Empire, Destroy an Empire, and Still Get the Girl by Eva Sorello, which is oh my god, that that pick just rearranged my worldview. I had these. I think I wasted like an entire month of writing time trying to figure out how, how I could write something like that without just copying the story. Mm. And it's, it's so beautiful. It's just this diary uh, type thing of Ben writing to himself from the future, telling himself what how he messed up. And uh, it's, it's a little bit um, spicy at the end, but not too much. And I, I just, I was crying, I was laughing, tears, it was beautiful. So that's, I think, my most favorite crack fic of all time. Um, what else have we got? Uh, there's uh, Four Little Monkeys by um, No Big Deal, which is a modern EU uh, where uh, Ben and Ray are very religious, and so penetrative sex is... Uh, off the table, but um, they, they kind of figure out like the weirdest ways of getting around it, much to the dismay of Rosenhux, because they're sometimes enlisted to help. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't want to give more away, but it's like the, um, what's the word, the secondhand embarrassment. It's mm. <laughs> just so delicious. Um, I love it. Um, I forgot. Uh, there's Pork Incubation and Other Terrifying Ventures by Milf Padme, um, which is just this cute little thing where Ray adopts a porg um, and raises it, and it sends Ben into this complete panic spiral because he thinks that that means that she wants a child and he's not ready for that. Um, and it's it's rated T. It's incredibly tame, but it's it's so cute because he just has one panic attack after the other. When she's like, "Can you wash the board for five minutes?" and he's like, "No, please don't make me do that." And it's it's a very soft, very sweet story that really made me laugh. Um, I also got uh, "They're Stuck" by Violet Hour six hundred sixty six, which is not only a crackfic but also I think one of the hottest stories I have ever read. Um, I So early on, I was asked about tags that I like. And um, so there's two families of tags that I really like, which one is everything related to breeding. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm a trash can. And uh, <laughs> the other thing is uh, this, this family of tags around coming untouched, um, accidental simulation, um, stuck together, you know, all this, these awkward sexual situations where they don't really want to be turned on, but they're still turned on. So uh, this, <laughs> this five plus one thing of Ben is stuck in a tight space with Ray and things happen. And I can't even, I can't even describe it. It's so wonderful because it's 
told from his perspective and these spirals of panic that he goes into when he realizes, oh shit, not again, are like, I'm just sitting here grinning like a maniac because I'm remembering the scenes from that story. So Stuck by Violet R666 is the, both the hottest and one of the funniest fics I've ever read. Um, uh, very recently, there was The Prince and the Pegger by Eva Michelle, which is, you know, cracked it, um, it seriously of, uh, well, there's a prince and he needs to be pegged on his wedding night. And, um, but you can really uh, imagine what this fic is about. It's pretty much what it says on the board. <laughs> but it's very funny. And I think I like, um, I like crack fix, but I, I do like cracked it seriously and then if it also has a surprising soft component um that having been said uh, i think every single story that um blue-eyed girl has written uh straddles this line of uh crack and body horror quite often and they're delightful and they're also the ones that i love the most are are the ones that turn out to be surprisingly soft but she has written some really wonderful stories. Mm. Um, and as we've got um, Take My Damn Hand, uh, which is not tagged as a graphic, but I'm just gonna um, um, say that it is one, but what, how is that pronounced? Tully Azamin, I wanna say, um, which is the story of Ben coming back after Exegol, but he cannot take he cannot let go of Ray's hand or he will literally die. So it's it's a very sweet, very long story, um, which is made funny by the fact that Ray gets quite exasperated by him because like she's she's literally stuck to him in, in the weirdest of situations and um uh he's being quite unreasonable about some things and they fight mm -hmm. a lot at the end they're you know just sickeningly in love and it's beautiful and everybody lives. Um I think that's pretty much it. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Okay, so I got the links to three of them or ones that I could find. Um, okay. And I have put them in the notes so you guys will be able mm -hmm. to link, uh, read them. If you could send me the yeah. other ones. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll let you know which ones that I, I wasn't able to find. But um, mm -hmm. cool. Um, I feel like I've only read one out of all those ones that you mentioned <laughs> so now i have cool stuff to read <laughs> uh, i think stuck was the only one that i read oh my god that one is so good yeah i remember it being really good um the supreme leader's guide i i looked i kind of did a quick scroll through and i love the format of that so i'm really really excited to read that one um and then Prince of the Pegger was the other one that I found the link to. Yeah. And that just sounds great. So <laughs> um, I'm excited for new things to read. Cool. Um, and then the other person who asked questions uh, have a few as well. And mm -hmm. they are from Adam the Cute on Twitter. And the mm -hmm. first one they asked is um, what, I guess this could be a generalized question with um fan fiction and, and outside of fan fiction but um what made you realize writing was something you wanted to do um i think i've been writing uh at least since i was 10 years old uh 
the first thing I remember writing was um, we were given this uh, exercise in school to uh, like do a new take on a fairy tale. Uh, and in Germany, the, um, the stories of the brothers Grimm are very big. So anyway, we, we had to pick one of those. And, and most people just basically did modern AUs. But I did a crack fic, essentially. Like, I, um, I took the fairy tale and made it serious, like, logically speaking. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So um, I, at like 11 years old, had the uh, bright idea of writing the complete fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm, but as crack. Um, it didn't go well, obviously. Mm -hmm. was 11. Um, and uh, then, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of always been writing. In the beginning, I had a very strong focus on humor. And then um, as I matured, that kind of stopped. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to put you out of your misery and say that uh, I, Harmony is, is somebody that I talked to quite a bit, and she knows what I do for a living. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I can see the second question. I know that um, that the second question also uh, aims at my job, so uh, we can um, we can talk about that. So uh, I went. I I always knew that I wanted to do something creative, and in the beginning, I thought that would be um, theater or directing, but I, that turned out to be a lot of work, and I didn't like that because I'm lazy. So um, when I was in university, I wrote a couple of plays. Um, that actually got uh, performed mm -hmm. uh, by, by our university theater group. Like, not, nothing big. Like, it's not like we had thousands of um, spectators, but that was a very nice thing. And uh, yeah, I've kind of always been been writing. So, uh, and then I, I was incredibly lucky to turn it into a career at some point. So, uh, yeah, uh, I did that. Rightly, I've, I've kind of completely lost my thread here, but did that answer the question? I've always wanted to write, and in the beginning, I thought the only thing I could do was comedy, and then later I realized that I was also wrong about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, did you already know the questions because you're friends with, yeah. with Harmony, but um, I guess it, it, if you didn't answer the next one, which is um, how do you approach writing for fandom and writing for your job? Okay, so um, I'm a video game writer, uh, and it's not that dissimilar, really, because uh, that is uh, how to put this. Um, when you get hired to write something for a company, then um, you're kind of playing in somebody else's sandbox. Like you get the um, the premise and. Um, often character names and, you know, requirements um, that the game has. So uh, it's not that dissimilar to writing for uh, for the fandom because they, I also have like the Star Wars movies and they give me a lot, that a lot of constraints, but also a lot of things to um, work towards, to, to work with. Um, so uh, that's an incredibly relaxing thing to me, I like to have the safety net somehow of um, there's something already there. Somebody has already done a part of the work for me, um, uh, which I find very um, relaxing. I've also um, tried my hand at writing um, original fiction um, novels and short stories. And uh, that is just such a different level of um, emotional stress, mm -hmm. I have to say. 
say. I mean, for me, because um, suddenly you're the only person responsible. Like if it goes badly, like the only person you can point at and say, this is your fault is me. Um, I might be like slightly neurotic about that. Anyway, um, so whatever you write, I think that's a very important thing is, um, be it a rewriting of a, um, a German fairy tale when you're 10, or um, uh, a Star Wars fixed story when you're um, in your late 30s, or a video game. Um, you always you always approach everything from an angle uh, of taking it seriously. Like the the work. This is something that I um, uh, that I talk a lot about quite a lot with my husband, who's also a writer. Um, the the integrity of the work must stand on its own. Uh, I'm getting very philosophical here, but um, how do I explain this? Uh, if you look at a story, any story, uh, be it fan fiction or um, you know video game, then um, the reader must be able to consume it without knowing anything at all about the larger universe that um, surrounds it. So. Um, and when I mentioned earlier those Wikipedia links that are at the end of um, uh, certain works of fan fiction that give me great joy, um, the story um, needs to be understandable without me clicking on them. Mm. Um, it needs to be kind of self-contained. Um, and that's something that I really um, want to achieve. Like, I, I want everything to be whole and contained within itself. Um, so somebody I could, ideally, I'm not sure if I'm succeeding at that because I'm very self, I'm full of self-doubt about um, my work, um, but ideally I should be able to give one of my fakes to somebody who's never read or seen Star Wars and they should be able to understand what I want to achieve both in terms of um, the narrative, but also in terms of the emotions that are conveyed. Um, and I've once again completely lost track, but um, that's how I approach writing. Like, no job and no fan fiction, even if it's a funny fan fiction, is um, is something that you should try. You know, writing with um, only fifty percent of effort. Mm. This follows me saying that I'm often too lazy to read Wikipedia um, to find out if there's really a religion on the planet of Malachor. Um, so, um, yes, obviously, I have already, within the space of this podcast, completely disregarded my own advice because sometimes I'm just very lazy. Uh, please rescue me. Um, <laughs> yes, so, sorry. Oh, you're Can fine. <laughs> well, I think that's really cool. I, I have yet to talk to someone who... Um, have I, I, I feel like I haven't really talked to very many people. Let's, let's say that, um, where writing is, is both their in, in like in real life job and also like their hobby. So mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that not only do you get to do it, I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe this is like not <laughs> the, the right thing as an outside perspective, but you get to do it all the time. <laughs> so, but I think it's really cool that like, while you have like your job, you get to sort of tell the stories that you want to tell on your own with fan fiction. And I think that's really, that's really cool that you get to have the same, the same uh, thing, but differing, um, 
uh, topics, I guess, if that's the word I want to use. Um, oh, that's actually the hardest bit because I have incredible trouble um, switching from one story to the next. My, uh, oh, okay. I think my 12 work in progress picks are currently glaring at me very balefully. <laughs> Um, because I have such trouble, um, you know, switching from the headspace of one story to the next. And then sometimes during the day I have to, you know, write about robots and whatnot. And then at night I'm like, okay, so now we're doing Ben and Ray and they're kissing. Um, but I'm still stuck on the robots. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> very hard for me. That having been said, it's, um, it's an incredibly lovely job and I'm incredibly grateful and happy to have it. So... Um, I love yeah. that. Um, and then the last question that they had was, um, it, what I guess I don't know if you answered this one either, but what's the best part of best part of writing fan fiction for you? Well, there's several. I mean, I think uh, it's a bit of a no-brainer to say uh, getting feedback. Every mm -hmm. every writer loves getting feedback. Um, I love that wonderful feeling when you actually finish a story like especially a multi-chapter fic uh where you can go like so this is done now i can put it on the shelf and it's gonna sit there and collect dust and it's perfect and wonderful i mean or not i will not be the judge of that but i don't have to think about it anymore um so that's nice a thing that i do when i um uh, when I'm stuck on the story is I, uh, I go to the top of the document and I start writing out the tags mm. um, because they kind of help me focus on, um, on where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to do. Uh, so I really enjoy coming up with funny tags or, or just, as I said, you know, writing slightly chatty tags that, um, that tell the, that are in and of themselves a summary of the fake. Um, so that's something that is, enjoy surprisingly much um and i just i really this is gonna sound sappy but i just i i love the experience of of being just in the fandom space with the people on twitter and i think right now my some of my closest friends are you know my pocket friends uh like every morning the first thing i do is i check my phone to see what's what's happened overnight on Twitter and they're like, oh, look, um, Vitra got new wallpaper and um, San Scorpio is happy because she's going to the zoo and um, <laughs> uh, and that makes me happy. And then I, uh, uh, I think I, I shouldn't immediately answer all the tweets that I got overnight because it's going to make me look too eager and then I go into an anxiety spiral of like, oh, how, how soon is too soon? Anyway, yeah, um, a lot of my life uh, in, revolves around my raging social anxiety. Anyway, um, so I, I just really like everybody is incredibly kind. Um, I know that other people had different experiences. Like, I'm not blind. I see it on Twitter. I see the feuds. But I've been incredibly lucky because... I don't think I've heard an unkind word in three years on AO3 or on Twitter. And and just it's this this wonderful space for me where I just feel really at home and really accepted. And um where there's a lot of people that I like without even knowing their real names, 
genuinely love and I just am really, really happy to, to just see their, you know, their Twitter handles. Um, because they're so incredibly talented and, and just lovely, lovely people. Yeah. I I love the fanfic space as well. Um, uh, even though, like, at, at present, at the time of recording, I'm not super active on Twitter anymore. But um, it's still nice to log in and, and see that everyone's still just, like, enjoying each other and hyping each other up. And, um, you know, everyone's all still thirsting over the same, <laughs> the same <laughs> things. And... Um, you know, rallying against haters. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's it's really nice to like log in and see the camaraderie still. Um, and I think that's that's why I gravitated to it when I initially um, joined Twitter um, because I, like I said before, I joined it um, originally to uh, talk to fanfic people when I had a small shop. But then the podcast happened, so now that sort of shifted how I view the space a little bit more, but, um, no matter what, everyone still like <laughs> got each other's backs and, and, and are all friends. And I think that's really cool to, to see. Um, and, and it makes me happy that that's sort of like the common thing that I've heard from guests is that the, the community has been their favorite part about it. And, um, I think that's really great. Cause you know, we're still in a pandemic, but when it was at its worst, um, it's really cool to know that you guys all had, you know, people to talk to every day. And like, there was a space built for you guys to sort of build. Um, and that it still carries on like post, I don't want to say post pandemic. Cause I just said we're still in it, but like, you know, yeah. post severe lockdown and, and, and what have you. So I think that's really cool. Um, so uh, we'll move up to sort of wrapping up here um mm -hmm. and this is kind of where i open the floor up to the guests if you want to talk about anything specific if maybe we touched on something that you want to go back to um this is your time to sort of bring up a topic to discuss that maybe i didn't bring up um oh god uh tricky um i don't know i uh i expected you to ask me um how i um how i came to the adam driver fandom oh um, yeah okay <laughs> let's talk about it <laughs> no it's just it's, it's funny because um i uh see i'm, I'm once again uh, opening myself up to getting kicked out of the fandom um so when i watched uh the force awakens and um uh and the last jedi i uh, i had this very negative opinion of adam like massively negative because two movies I'd seen were tracks where I didn't remember him. Like it was years, no, not years, but months after watching The Rise of Skywalker where I was like, oh, he's in that. And um, I, I love tracks, by the way, it's a great movie. And The Dead Don't Die, which mm -hmm. um, is a bit of an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. like, um, even my husband, who doesn't like him very much uh, for reasons that I have to forgive him. Uh, I think it's very hard to be in a relationship with somebody who has fallen into this rabbit hole and calls um, themselves a rat. Uh, like he's, he's being unspeakably um, kind and accepting, but I cannot in all 
truthfulness, ask him to love Adam Driver. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it seems unfair. Anyway, so he doesn't like him very much, but he's like, yeah, he's the one good thing about the dead don't die. Like, fair. Anyway, I, mm -hmm. I don't like that movie very much. Um, also, and, and I felt like, um, without having seen other movies with him, like he was one of those actors who were suddenly in everything. And like, I can't go to the cinema without watching a movie with this dude. Mm -hmm. um, I got slightly annoyed just by his presence on screen. <laughs> uh, because also everybody in my personal space was suddenly yelling, have you seen the Adam Driver movie? And I was like, no, I don't want to. And, um, and then the rest of Skywalker happened and, and suddenly I felt like my worldview had just been tilted by, by a 90 mm -hmm. angle and then suddenly like, wow, he's the hottest man alive. <laughs> I did not think this two hours ago. I don't know, but clearly it's true. And um, it's an undisputable scientific fact. And yeah, so uh, I, I don't know why I'm proud of this, but I always kind of, um, I'm always very eager to say, by the way, I used to hate Adam Driver. <laughs> um, because I don't know, I'm just waiting for people to shout at me because I'm a little um, gremlin uh, who likes to sow discord. Uh, yeah, so, so that's how that happened. And I still don't quite entirely know what hit me, but clearly something, something did um, that day. You know, sometimes it just takes that one that one movie because I'm sort of the same way with people mm -hmm. um, like on, on the opposite, opposite spectrum of this uh, Channing Tatum. Right. So <laughs> I never liked Channing Tatum. <laughs> I like uh, up until um, like, even when I watched uh, Logan Lucky, I was like, eh, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't really think he's that funny. I don't really see, I don't really get it. Um, and then I watched um, the lost the lost city, and oh god, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what it is about the lost city in particular, but I totally get it. Like <laughs> I'm, I I didn't really think he was like the hottest guy on the planet, but I was like, mm -hmm. I get the appeal. I get why people think he's hot. He's actually really funny. When before oh, I didn't think he was funny at all. <laughs> I completely agree. I, I I love Logan Lucky. It's one of my favorite Adam movies, uh, even though yeah. I don't like the ending very much. But uh, I think because Clyde is such a, um, he's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> he's just this gentle giant. And then the movie ends on this kind of ominous, Da, 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 and he's yeah. with the evil FBI agent and I really don't just if, if the movie didn't have the last 30 seconds I think I would love it a lot more because it also has such a it has such a love for these um, these working class people yeah uh, they're like it's it's the movie says they're doing a crime and you know what it's okay um, because they're poor and they need the money and they're also mm. really good people anyway uh, getting sidetracked again um yeah, Channing Tatum. I never saw it. I've seen a lot of movies of his that I really love, like um, Logan Lucky and Magic Mike and Twenty One Jump Street. And, mm -hmm. and then suddenly I see The Lost City. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I've seen all those too, and I like, I just I didn't understand. It's like he's not uh -huh. attractive to me. I don't think he's funny. And then it was The Lost City, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I completely get it. I have this thing where I'm. Um, I mean, for one thing, I, I always can't call myself a um, monogamous Raylo. Like this is currently my my ship, and it doesn't seem to have any intention of 
of going away. So um, when people that I really like on AO3 start going to another ship, I, I wish them well because mm-hmm. I love them. And, you know, people can ship whatever they want. But I'm, yeah. you know what? I love your writing. You're, you're one of the most brilliant writers that I know, but I can't follow you. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Um, because the only thing I want to read is Drelo and, you know, some of its permutations are fine too, as, as long as it's, you know, those two loving each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, but I have these certain moments in my life where I saw an actor and, um, and I was like, okay, this is the part I get in now. Like I, I ship this person now with whoever he or she is in, in that movie, because, uh, there's something so broken about them that I, um, mm-hmm. which is not the case in uh, The Lost City, obviously. That's a very funny, very lovely movie in which everybody is mm-hmm. whole and wonderful and I just want to hug them. But uh, yeah, uh, so so very often it's it's a certain, it's, it's never ever the physical attraction for me. Like mm-hmm. it, to this day, I sometimes look at pictures of Adam and I'm like, he's not actually pretty. He's interesting, but he's not pretty. Again, please Twitter people don't kill me. um it's like there's certain pictures from certain angles and i'm like why am i into this guy again um but it's it's like the emotional um connection to a character that he's playing because right um and because it can't be an emotional connection to um to the actor be it you know adam driver or kevin costner or um Michael McManus or other people that I've, you know, really thought were hot in the past. This is all now gone. It's all being completely subsumed by Adam Driver, by the way. Right. No longer find Kevin Costner attractive because apparently I cannot find two people attractive at the same time. <laughs> Thank you, brain. Um, ah, where was I going with that? Um, but yeah, so I, I first have the um, emotional connection to a character and then the rest kind of follows. But that having been said, I, I really admire Adam for, like, he's a, I think he's a very considerate, thoughtful man and uh, yeah. very funny. And, uh, like, whenever I read an interview with him, I, um, I'm just really blown away by his, uh, his like, really gentle humor. and uh, But also that he's a giant goofball and he's, he does very many things that I personally... But I think if I knew you, I probably wouldn't like you. Um, right. <laughs> but I, um, no, I just, I don't smoke and I don't think I could be with a smoker. And, uh, right, right, right. Personally, I'm a pacifist. So when somebody tells me that they're very much into the military, I'm also like, ah, mm-hmm. we probably would have some trouble in private life. But, um, but he really blows me away with how, how thoughtful and kind he often is. I know this is like a complete 360 for me from uh, a previous episode, but um, I have, I, <laughs> I I finally came to the conclusion that I think my hyperfixation with him has ended. Um, and it's, it was such a weird change for me because mm-hmm. um, I've pretty much lived uh, since girls like obsessed with this man, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and then getting on Twitter, it only just amplified it because I finally found I finally found people that got it, and I was like, "You guys, like, I've been in this hell since girls. Like, I suffered, <laughs> I suffered through girls for this man, and now everyone is here, and I'm so happy that people get it." Um, and then it was just like a light switch went off when I sort of started. Um, I. I, I kind of got away from Twitter a little bit because I needed to separate mm-hmm. um, my podcast from uh, like the the guests that I had on just because there was always discourse or you know people mm-hmm. were talking about like how X person that I had on was problematic and I'm like I you know I'm one person trying to give everyone a chance and I want to mm-hmm. keep it that way so I had to sort of step away from the internet a little bit but um and because I'm not on it all the time and I don't have that exposure, it sort of helped me sort of wean myself off of him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I think, I think I'm, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because I like, I I had so much art of him around my apartment. Like he would just come into my apartment and it was just Adam Driver's face everywhere. Um, I took it all down and it's been really weird. So now I get to sort of appreciate him as an actor and mm-hmm. not someone that I'm like attracted to, um, which like, I still think he's very handsome. Uh, but without that hyperfixation, now I get to just sort of focus on his art and his talent. Mm-hmm. And he's still someone that I consider a fantastic actor. I'd say still mm-hmm. in my top five favorite male like actors. Um, but like I get, I haven't heard anything about white noise because I'm not on Twitter anymore. Mm-hmm. So like I'm really stoked to be able to like mm-hmm. just sit down and watch it mm-hmm. as like a fan of his acting and not as someone that's been hyper fixating for I don't know like ten years, uh-huh. <laughs> ten plus years. Um, so like I I definitely get it when you say like you know sometimes you look at him and you're like huh why am I attracted to him because I definitely uh-huh. definitely had that moment or else like he's very he's very handsome and attractive but i like you i think if i saw him in real life i don't know that i would um like like him as much um <laughs> a, 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 for various reasons a, a, yeah, a no, little, no. yeah he's a wonderful human being it's just yeah it's, yeah yeah <laughs> okay so first of all i should say that i don't fantasize about being with him like I, I, I might fantasize about being with Ben Solo, but I don't fantasize about right. Him. But of course, you you think. I mean, like you you look at other people. I sometimes look at my best friend, who I hope does not listen to this. Sebastian, stop listening now. Uh, and you're like, hey, what would it be like to be in a relationship with you? And there's no attraction there. I swear to God. But you just sometimes look at people and you think, like, what? Would yeah. It be? So anyway, um, well, and for me, it, it it was that it was like I would definitely be with this, but yeah. So so, and I always told myself like you know if I ever saw him in person, I would turn the opposite direction. Like, <laughs> I and and at the time it was because I was like I I just can't be in his presence. I'm too awkward. I oh god yes. Like I don't think he would even enjoy. <laughs> like anything that I have to offer as a person so like I would just pretend (laughs) I didn't see him and just live my life but uh but yeah it's been it's been interesting like um 
not being super hyper fixated about uh, this guy anymore. But um, I still read. I still read fan fiction. I still love, uh, you know, hearing everyone else be obsessed with him. And mm-hmm. I still, I, I root, I root for everybody. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's still great. I just, um, I love appreciating him for his, his art now and and less about yeah. like this fantasy I've made up in my head about like <laughs> how he's like the perfect guy, which also like isn't healthy, a healthy mindset either for me. Cause it's like putting celebrities on a pedestal mm-hmm. um, and, and no one's safe from controversy. So it's like, you know, he could, he oh, could do something God. completely awful tomorrow and <laughs> we're all just like fucked. <laughs> Yes, I know. I hope it won't because I think he's genuinely a good person. Oh, yeah. No, same. <laughs> but it, it could happen I'm very well aware of that. And then we're all going to eat our words. I, I have so many thoughts about this because I'm so I personally have for two years now, I've lived in the fear of one day waking up and no longer being a Raylo or a rat. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's something that genuinely gives me anxiety because it's been such a it's been my happy place. Like not only yeah. the Twitter thing, but like I feel down and then I just sit on the couch and I read a fanfic. Like I, I, I purposefully look for something that has, you know, all the, you know, all the fluff and happiness tag, tags in the world. And um, and I, I just do that as a way to combat my, my sadness. And But that is dependent, that is conditional upon my uh, my emotional involvement with, you know, Ben Solo and Raylo. Yeah. So if that goes away, I can't have that anymore. And I can't just go, okay, I guess I'm going to ship a ship from House of the Dragon now. I, I don't work like that. My brain doesn't work like that. And it's it's fine if other, obviously, it's fine if other people's brains work like that. But for me, I, I can't do that. I can't just decide to ship something. I have to wait for the Holy Grail to come around and then I'm saved again. Anyway, right. so I've been living in total fear of that. And um, there's a couple of people in the fandom that I uh, talked to privately, and one of them is currently going, I'm, I'm not going to out this person because, I don't know, that's their story to tell, but I was currently going through the I, I'm stopping being a Raylo journey. And I'm just like, I, I kind of just want to hug them and go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And <laughs> because it leaves this void in your in your life. And um, uh and I'm really afraid that that's going to happen to me one day. And uh, because it's like, what am I going to do with all those hours a day that I spend writing or thinking about them? Because I literally spend like all the time just thinking about them. Just the other week, yeah. I had a, I had a, a small. I, I know I use words like nervous breakdown and crisis a lot. Um, I, I don't actually mean that I have that literally. But I was standing in the shower and I was looking at my shower head and I'm going, this is very low. And so I, I, I went, stepped out of the shower, wet, went to the cupboard, got a, um, a measuring tape, and measured the height of the shower head. And lo and behold, it's um, it's five foot eleven. Is that how high the feet go? Anyway, it's just under six feet high. I was like, Ben Solo wouldn't fit under my shower head, and I just had like this this miniature crisis of the shower because. That's the degree to which I think about it. Um, last time I saw my, my friend that I mentioned, um, Sebastian, who lives in a different country, he's Adam's height. So um, I just looked at him and I was like, can I have a hug just to try it out? <laughs> and he knows about my um, my obsession. So he was like, this is a Raylo thing. I'm like, yeah, this is a Raylo thing. I'm so sorry, but I'm giving you to hug you now. <laughs> I love that. And, and, you know, I still consider myself 
like a Raylo for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's, yeah, it, it was my, it was my comfort for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still love reading it and I don't think I'll ever stop reading it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that like, like you said, like it's more of an appreciation for Adam as this character mm-hmm. and, and less for me now about like the, this man that I have no, like yeah. I don't know this guy, you know. <laughs> so I don't know why in my head I was just like this man, perfect specimen. I want to marry this guy, <laughs> like you know that whole thing. So, um, but I I like to think that like if you you I don't want to say like you evolve. That's not the right word that I want to say. But like I feel like once people start moving on from from things that you know like Raylo, for example, if you do wake up and you're like, ah, like, <laughs> I, I think I'm done. Like it, it served a purpose. Like it's one of one of those things where it's like, it, it served its purpose for X amount of time. And now you get to find that other thing that could potentially bring you as much joy as, as Raylo did. So, um, but I, but I also on the flip side, definitely understand like how hard it could be from, to go from like one ship to another ship so freely um not saying that you can't have multiple ships at the same time but it's been really interesting on twitter to see this evolution of like um raylo and then darklina and then back to raylo and then Heltier and then back to <laughs> back to raylo and then house of dragon and it's uh it's and then the, the lord of the rings on the rings of power had a had a ship within the raylo space too um yeah but and- <laughs> we, like they keep coming back to us yeah which yeah, I love but this is the thing because I I don't ship very often. When I do, I ship very hard, and then but it usually also burns out very quickly. But with this one, it just doesn't go away, and I mean I'm very happy about that. Don't get me wrong. As I just said, I'm I'm I live in constant fear that one morning I'll wake up and I will not want to open up Ao3 and read another thing. But, um, but yeah, this is, this one has me just in a chokehold and it is not stopping. I, I actually on on Friday or so I had like a miniature crisis of faith because I thought, oh, I don't want to write fan fiction anymore. But I realized that it was just I was afraid of opening my um, my my docs and, and like proofreading the stuff that I'd already written because I just had a crisis of you know faith in my writing but I really really still wanted to write about I still wanted to write about them I just wasn't yeah. sure if I could do it gotcha I'm 110% self-doubt Mm-mm. well I I think you know and I said this before as long as there's some sort of um content being pushed out from from both sides like for example adam and and daisy i feel like mm-hmm. raylo's always going to be around um because like yeah. with stuff like that comes new fix new ideas new new mm-hmm. energy so i i well i while i think that obviously people giving up on on a ship or or a fandom what have you is definitely uh could be a personal choice um uh, I would like to hope that maybe it's not due to lack of, um, uh, like, f- for example, I, I always said, like, Harry Potter lives in this space where because uh-huh. there isn't new content from from anybody, really, mm-hmm. um, it's not being fed <laughs> if you if uh-huh. you 
want to go there as well as Raylo is because even though the trilogy is over, we still get content from Adam. We still get photos from Daisy. We still get all of these like, uh -huh. um, like Ophelia and Clyde, like all of these things. So it's like, it's still being fed new content uh, fodder, I suppose. So yeah. Um, I would hope that people who give up on Raylo aren't giving up because they've run out of ideas or, or there isn't any, any new content. Cause I, I strongly I believe that there's something new every day. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't giving up on Raylo. Like you fall out of love with people right. and you fall out of love with ships. Like sometimes you just move on. It's fine. Like I, yeah. that's, I want to make this very clear. I'm not judging anyone for shipping something else or for shipping multiple things at the same time this is like my personal experience that i'm oh, just yeah. like hyper focused on this one thing and other people can do whatever they want and like i even the things that i don't read um like say i really don't like um uh older woman younger man or um like mm. um uh underage uh very much gotcha but, um I, you know what? Go for it. I, I, you can. I don't judge you. I just don't want to read it. Like I would even, um, I would even better read a, um, a story like that. Um, because you know what? I can, I can look at it as a professional on a, um, you know, just on a sentence level without enjoying it, and that's fine for me. Because you know what? I'm so fine with anyone doing whatever they want in this space. Like go for it. Move on to another ship. You're all wonderful, beautiful, creative people, and you. The most important part here is to be happy with mm -hmm. what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I have, it, whenever you talk, I have so many thoughts and I just should uh, <laughs> start um, doing, making notes um, of what I wanted to say. I know that I'm dragging this uh, on and on and on. Um, sorry, I've once again completely lost my track. I'm <laughs> a very easily distracted person, apparently. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, I'm just happy to be here and I want to stay here as long as possible. But if other people want to move on, then no, that's the yeah. choice. I, and I would also hope that, you know, it, if someone is falling out of love with the, with the space and the fandom and, mm -hmm. and the ship, that they aren't leaving behind the people that they met because mm -hmm. that would... That would I feel like, to me, that would hurt more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like someone giving up on on a Raylo, mm -hmm. on the Raylo space and then just like disappearing and not talking mm -hmm. to anyone again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I've, I've made some great friends in this space and I, and oh, I, I would hate to lose contact with them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I, I got it. I remember what I wanted to say. Um, it's because you mentioned that we keep getting fed new content. And uh, so the one thing that I know for sure would instantly cure me of my obsession is if we got an on-screen Raylo Res re reunion resolution like um mm. this week there were these rumors about the damon lindelof um thing and i adore damon lindelof i don't think that he's actually talking to adam but who knows anyway um but if that happened if I, we got like an on-screen canon scene with ben and ray then i think i would be fixed um, right <laughs> and i would finally be free and i could move on and i'm not sure if, I, <laughs> if i'm hoping for that or if i'm afraid of it right um, I'm definitely afraid of it because you know the rise of Skywalker has has left some scars, and um, I'm not entirely sure if I trust the people in charge. But then again, I just trust Damon Lindelof. So, and you know, I wonder if that has if that plays a huge part in everyone sort of 
um, I, I hate to use the word hyperfixation, but that's sort of all I'm thinking about at the moment. Yeah. But like, uh, because like with, um, I guess, if we want to compare, um, like Germione and Raylo, mm -hmm. at least in Harry Potter, it's it's done right. There's yeah. there's been resolutions for everybody. We know exactly how it ends based on J.K. Rowling's story, but mm -hmm. we don't we don't have to agree with that all the time. Um, but like with Raylo, it it felt definitely left up in the air despite oh, us yeah. seeing him die. We as fans, at least the majority of us know about like the world between worlds and how you can bring people back and, and all that stuff. So oh, no. it, it felt yeah, it felt, un, it felt unresolved and uh and, and then they, and then they kept talking about how like, you know, <laughs> he's not gone and it's like well where is he <laughs> i know and this is star wars they can't bring people back like they bring people back all the time right <laughs> come on i just want him back and i and i personally think it's it's funny that like um like dis like the disney parks for example they're not mm -hmm. letting it go they still have kylo and ray in the parks and we all know that kylo is ben and ben's dead <laughs> so how is he still alive in the parks if he's dead in canon so like is he not dead <laughs> and i choose to believe that he's not and like many other people so it's like where where and, and oh and then also like sorry to go on this tangent but like they edited <laughs> out they edited out his his force ghost in the last movie i know it was there <laughs> they just took it out and so it's like well if he's not there then he's still somewhere so <laughs> it's so dumb anyway <laughs> oh God. yeah don't get me started on that talking about Skywalker because I, that is something that i have talked about for so many hours in my life yeah no 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 let's not go there but he's still alive he has oh been. yeah He's not alive. He's in, I, I personally believe that he's like, you know, parked somewhere in, in limbo. And yeah. The, yeah. And so maybe because there isn't that resolution, that, that finality that Star Wars usually tends to give us, uh -huh. or like other fandoms tend to give us, a lot of us are still holding on to that hope. And, and yeah. I love that. And I love that that's where we are as a fandom is that we want him to come back. And it's like, mm -hmm. Even if it's something as small, like you said, it's like a resolution. If you if he is dead, then at least give us the closure and let us know that he is versus like uh -huh. this limbo. So I don't know. I want everyone, including myself, in this struggle train to be free as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us just need the closure, uh, Lucas. Yeah, please just give us the closure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said this earlier like a lot of the things you know i think every single thing that i've ever shipped in my life is where the writers at the end said you know what let's not give them the happy ending yeah. and then i was like uh, okay no this is like a scalp that that i need to keep picking at until i've developed a giant wound and never mind um so it, it's this thing that that i can't leave alone because we haven't gotten that on-screen thing like whenever there's a couple on screen that um oh i I think I only, as far as I can tell, I only ship canon things. So I mm -hmm. um, like for me, it needs to be there on on screen. And again, like if other people want to ship Draco and Hermione, then you know, go for it. I love you. You're wonderful. But for me, it it, it needs to be established on screen. And and then, but if the writers are then so mean not to give them the happy ending, then I just can't let it go until it's 
slowly driving me to distraction and yeah so that that's it for me i've thought about this um you know how i would fix Rello on screen a lot um and uh i'm not sure if they would be able to get adam back ever because uh, i'm not sure if he had the happiest experience filming it uh so uh i always think that what i would do is i would get um ray back and i would just have a scene where she's where like somebody comes to her and like, oh mighty ray skywalker can you help us or whatnot and she's like yeah sure no problem i'm coming and she grabs her lightsaber and closes the door to her apartment and just for a split second see like a pair of giant black boots next to her bed or something and um and that's that's all i would need and then i would already be happy and i would be healed yeah um, and i would be whole you don't even have to show me i love that yeah like just a hint don't they because yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i i think i i, I also don't think uh, they could get adam back given i mean i want him i would be, yeah. I, yeah i want him to come back and just I, I don't know disney is uh i i'm not sure if he if he was terribly happy filming yeah. especially the rise of skywalker so um and he, he it's not like he's lacking for jobs correct <laughs> he's thriving right now so um well yeah i mean i that was a great conversation to add on because i i love i do love hearing about people's like adam driver journeys and i should ask that a bit more but i also never want to assume that just because someone is a raylo fan that they're also an adam driver fan because <laughs> that's not always the case um because i do know people that don't really like him oh yeah day, but they do like you know kylo so um, i know i i tend to always i think it's generally a human trait but i very selfishly always tend to assume that my um my experience is universal but you know i'm i, I like guys i never realized that i like very tall very broad guys i thought <laughs> it was more, you know the small rat-like person um <laughs> woman but um yeah apparently no um i do like refrigerators anyway so um <laughs> that's just that's me um but i also have stared for way too many hours at daisy's ass so yeah it's anyway. nice, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, and uh, like outside of that i'm also just like a huge um like john boyega fan and and i'm so happy that he's he's doing great things and oh, and oscar so and like all the, all the people that were wrong on the set of star wars are doing great things right now yeah. and i love it <laughs> did you um have you seen attack the block uh yeah that was my first john Boyega oh, movie so, <laughs> so when i saw him in star wars i was i was beyond happy because uh, mm -hmm. for many things one it was great to see him in a bigger franchise situation yeah. because attack the block is so good um yeah. and i know that they're working on a sequel and i just cannot wait i really hope it's the same cast um but uh and then also as a as a black person with you know short hair and a big yeah. nose i was like oh my god this guy looks like he's like me like i feel the representation within uh -huh. the star wars universe finally and um then his yeah. character got shat on so like i don't know <laughs> I, I, I think of all the characters they did him the most dirty him and oh him, yeah him and rose because uh yeah i mean she was completely edited out of the last movie and i'm like what the hell happened here yeah I, I get it that you're mad at ryan but did you really have to like be so mean to all of his characters anyway yeah. but, but him like i I, I my heart genuinely grieves for this because I feel like he get one went into this and they told him you know what you're gonna be the male lead, 
Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he gets so sidelined, like movie after movie, they just shit on him. And yeah. it makes me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry. All thrones, nope. all thrones. Yep. <laughs> I was literally just saying today, uh, the time of recording, that I have not watched a single sequel movie since The Rise of Skywalker came out because mm-hmm. I just can't bring myself to get hurt again. So <laughs> I just stew. I stew. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> moving on, let's sort of uh, go to the, the what I call the kudos section. Uh-huh. So if you have any other uh, fix or anyone that you want to give some love to in this section, you can, I know you did the crack shout outs. So that mm-hmm. also counts. Um, and then I also, which we already kind of covered, but this is usually where I like to ask, like what's one good thing about the fan fiction community that mm-hmm. you enjoy, but you already sort of touched on that, but feel free if you want to add anything else to that, you definitely can. Well, the community, I think I, yeah. I already um, very uh, at length and um, incoherently talked about how I literally love every single person. Uh, I love a couple of people a bit more than others. Um, Vidra, at uh, uh, Vidra88 on, on Twitter is my more fan fiction wife, and uh, I love her very dearly. Um, and uh, There's so many others that have been unspeakably kind to me, like kind anyway everybody is kind but um there's some people that just make me incredibly happy whenever i hear from them um uh jen of the midwest and um uh san scorpio uh mm-hmm. fellow german um and uh uh harmony hi harmony i know that you're listening to this <laughs> uh, and uh oh there's others uh avina um She's very lovely. Uh, I've got. I should stop because I'm gonna forget so many. There's there's so many others who are who are lovely um, and who have, who have I've spoken to and um, who just make me smile when I think of them. Uh, stories that I um, really like. Uh, uh, so there's a couple of um, unfinished stories which uh, I really, really love those I Kill Giants, uh, which I think was the first fan fiction I read on AO3, um, which is so amazing, just blows me away. There's um, a very little known fig called Other Side by Steel and Temper, which is also un- currently unfinished, but I've, uh, it's still happening. And it's a modern, it's kind of a canon verse modern AU. Um, and it's so heartbreaking, it's so amazing, and like it's made me cry several times already. Uh, and it's not even at the big climax yet, so um, mm-hmm. other side is, I think, one of the best stories out there. Um, what else have we got? There's um, let me think, let me think. I did not prepare for this, which was a mistake. Oh, you're um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a binary. Um, by no, I don't want to mispronounce the uh, writer's name. Um, anyway, binary, which is also a um, work in progress, but is so amazing. Um, it's a canon verse story where Ben, uh, where Ray uh, abducts Bat Ben after um, the Last Jedi to a to an agricultural planet, and 
they take a very long time to figure things out, but then they figure them out eventually. And it's beautiful and has some tags that terrify the living daylights out of me because there's all this there's this prophecy of how the diet is not going to survive. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what, you're going to do horrible things to my heart. I just know it, but I also can't stop reading. Um, so uh, what else? Uh, the other day I read um, Ashes of the Empire, which completely blew me away. Um, it's a very beautiful story, complete. Um, I, I, I read um, a lot, so I could just keep going endlessly. There's, um, <laughs> but, uh, there's um, in terms of modern use, there's something called Off, um, off Script by L. Reads. Um, which, by the way, stop me, just stop me when I mention too many things, which has a, um, a quote in it. And it's not even, if you haven't read the story, then it's not gonna, um, uh, it's not gonna blow you away. It's, uh, but there's, there's a sentence in one of the later chapters of Offscript, which um, I've read the story like two years ago and I still sometimes remember it and then I randomly giggle because it's so emotional and so funny. So I think that's the mark of a really good writer. I actually keep a, um, a Google Doc with uh, quotes from fics that I really loved. Um, and that has like, and I'm, I'm very selective about it. So there's like 20 fics in there, but um, uh, where, just, where I read a sentence and I just had to stop for a moment and put it down and take a deep breath and go like, holy crap, I can't believe somebody wrote this. Either because mm -hmm. it's a single sentence that made me cry out of nowhere or because I was just laughing for 10 minutes. Um, uh, so, but anyway, off script by L reads is definitely on that list. Awesome. Um, yeah. um, I'm just rambling now. I, I could, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, I love recommending stories. I'm, I'm somewhat proud of my uh, semi encyclopedic knowledge of Relo fix that have been written in the last three years. So I love it when people hit me up for recommendations um, uh, because I, I really love the spirit that we have in the fandom of like just spreading the love. So whenever there's like a Twitter game where you can, you know, recommend your 10 favorite fics or recommend your favorite fic that has a tag, oh no, there's only one bad, bad demo. I always jump on that because I'm just so happy to just I know how happy it makes me to suddenly have a notification pop up where somebody says, you know what, I read Soup from My Mouth and it was great. Um, and so I, I just try to, to spread that as much as I can. Um, I, I try to volunteer my services as better reader and um, I'm not very good at mood boards and stuff. Otherwise I would do those too. Anyway, I just like, I like making other people happy by mentioning this stuff. It gives me pers personal joy. That's so cool. Well, I'll have you send me over uh, links if you remember all the ones you mentioned, so, that I, can, <laughs> so I can share them with people um, in the in the little net bar thing. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> Show notes, uh, <laughs> so everyone can get some good racks. Um, awesome. So where? Let's see. Um, do I have, I don't do, I have a shout out, man. Sometimes I come prepared and then I, and sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let me see who I'm reading recently. I'm just going to go to my history because a lot of good 
stuff updated. Okay, so I don't know who this is because this one's by Anonymous, but it's mm-hmm. the the bucket. Uh, <laughs> it oh, is a. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's a. It's at the time of recording, it's four out of seven done. It's a dystopian ABO where Omega's uh, slicks are <laughs> collected in buckets, and yeah, I, I won't go more into that because there's like a whole thing. But it's, it's, it's really interesting so far. Um, and then, let's see. I have Better the Devil You Know by X10. Um, that one is Demons, I believe. I guess, yeah, Demons. Ray has some memory loss. Finn is a demon who took the memory away. Kyle's trying to get her to remember things. Uh, at the time of recording, five out of a question mark, which, like, uh, if you don't like to read ones that don't have an end <laughs> chapter count, sorry. <laughs> Can I just say, um, Xtan is also that's one of the people that I, just big shout out, she's also somebody that I talk to occasionally, like, outside of Twitter. She's the loveliest, most wonderful, kind person. Um, and I just love her, and that fic is also very, very good. And It she- is. Genuinely <laughs> read everything that she's written because she's wonderful. She also does Cassidy uh, as a ship. Um, anyway, I love her. She's she's beautiful and wonderful, and she's been so lovely to me. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Oh, I can't carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll do one more. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, um, yeah, this one has me by the throat. It's writing on red strings by the tenderest. Um, it's a uh, raise oh. a violin, raise mm-hmm. a violin. Ben's a professor. They're neighbors. Uh, it's really hot. I don't know the sex, and it's really good. Um, I read very, that just this morning. Yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Very, very good. Um, I think they also wrote another one that I really liked. Yeah, the brat and the monster, which I think was um, recommended in the previous episode, which is the <laughs> literary darling Ray and literary critic Ben, also very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only written three fics ever so far on here, which is like it always blows my mind when I read a fic and then I click over and they that's either the only one they wrote or it's <laughs> like in their like first five, and I'm like, you write so well (laughs) not saying that no one else does but like it's always interesting when it's like that that small small fit count i'm always like blown away um yeah i'll stop there um (laughs) uh cool and where can people find you online where where the best places well um i've tried to keep my um my usernames consistent so i'm uh v4 verona on um on ao3 and i'm for I'm uh, sorry, V underscore four underscore Verona on AO3 and I'm four underscore Verona on Twitter because apparently I had a seizure when I made the um uh, profile and I kind of didn't input the right username even though I swear that I did and <laughs> I only realized like I I linked like when I when I um, had to leave my um, my Twitter handle somewhere I for like a year. I wrote V for Verona everywhere because I was convinced that that was my Twitter handle. That's how 
useless apparently I am. Anyway, so uh, for underscore Verona on Twitter and um, um, that's it. I don't do, I would like to do Tumblr if I understood how the website works, but I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not on Instagram or anything um, like that. It's just Twitter and AO3 for me. Awesome. Um, and then for me, let's see. All right. So I'm on Twitter only at the moment. Or well, Twitter and Instagram for the podcast. Um, Twitter is BNB uh pod. Hold on. Let me confirm that. I'm not on Twitter <laughs> as much anymore. I forgot my own handle. Um <laughs> uh Instagram bookmarked and busy pod. Um I'm trying to get better at using Instagram. It's so hard to do that. I guess when you're a podcast, I can't figure out what kind of content you post there, but I'm trying. Um, Twitter, yeah, BNB underscore pod. And then follow the uh, wonderful network that this pod lives on, the Geeky Waffle, uh, Geeky underscore waffle. And thanks to my amazing editor, Arzu. Um, go follow her on Twitter. She's great. Um, personal stuff, you can find me on Instagram at with underscore underscore Ren. Um, and then I'm in the process of starting a bookshop, and it's been a long long process um <laughs> uh but i'm on twitter or instagram only for that right now under the romance era books um it's a romance themed bookshop that's going to be opening around washington so um yeah cool uh well thanks for being on um it was so great talking to you and now we have like a juicy almost two hour episode for you guys <laughs> um but yeah no it was really lovely talking to you um thanks for uh, being on today uh, thank you for having me it was so much fun cool well thank you guys for listening and i hope all of you guys have a great day by the time this comes out the holidays will be over but i hope you had a great christmas um yeah cool <laughs> bye guys <laughs> bye bye